Well, my friends, I hope that your 2023 is off to a great start. And together here on the podcast, we are going to start off on a great foot as well, because we are going to start this year by diving into the power of prayer. I know that you are a Christian mama and one of your top priorities is just like mine, and that is to center my family life in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to raise children who know the Lord. I want my marriage to honor the Lord. I want I want my life to be glorifying to God. And I want the peace and the joy that he promises. And I want to know that everything about family life is coming from his wisdom and that I have his patience as I raise my kids. And, and there are so many different elements at the end of the day of what it looks like to be a Christian mom and to enjoy and embrace Christian family life. So today we are talking about prayer, the incredible power of becoming a woman of prayer, especially when we're busy because I know I'm busy. I'm pretty confident you're busy. And a lot of times it can feel really easy to skip over prayer time when there's just so many things that we need to get done. Um, But I think we could make a very safe argument, and we're going to talk about it today, that that's actually the exact opposite of what we should be doing when we're feeling busy and stretched thin and overwhelmed and not sure what to do. Like, When we get busy, we should be praying even more. And so today we're going to take a look at why it matters if we pray, what the Bible says about it, and how do we draw close to our God even when life is busy. All right, my friends, let's jump in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships, relationship with him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Well, as we jump into our conversation today about how incredibly powerful prayer is, let me point you to a few resources that we have at Love Your People Well. If you are trying to maybe grow your prayer life, deepen that element of your life, um, get some spiritual growth going on in this new year, uh, we have a free resource I want to remind you of called the Holy Habits 45-Day Bible and Prayer Challenge. That might be especially helpful right here at the beginning of the year (laughs) because it is designed to help you um, start a new habit. That habit specifically being spending time in the Bible and spending time in prayer every day. And it's totally free. So um, the Holy Habits Guide would be really helpful for you. And then if you're looking for something maybe on a specific topic, um, I would recommend checking out our devotionals page. We have a few different devotionals available Um, That is at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash devotionals. And then the final resource I'm going to leave you with is a really small one on the Etsy shop, but it's actually probably the most popular item um, in the Love Your People Well Etsy shop. And that is a printable daily prayer journal. So it's three page um, downloadable 
digital download, I think they call it, <laughs> three pages um, that you can print out as many times as you want just to guide you through a daily time of prayer, giving everything we have to the Lord. Um, so of course, links for all of that will be in the description for this episode. And you can always find them on the website, which is loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash resources, get the free stuff, the devotionals, Etsy shop, all of that is there. Um, I want to remind you about those resources. And then of course, also remind you of my disclaimer, as we jump in today that I am a therapist, but this podcast is not therapy. Um, it's not professional or personal advice. It is informative and hopefully helpful and educational. <laughs> but um, as I've mentioned many times, I always want to make sure we are on the same page about what you're getting here. And we are getting some good wisdom from God today, because we are going to be talking a lot about his actual word, his voice, his presence. And if you have listened to the more recent episodes here on the podcast, you might have noticed that I mentioned one of my big goals in 2023 is to develop a lifestyle of consistent and robust prayer. And and prayer is something we've talked about on the podcast before. Um, and I personally have been in different seasons of life, seasons where my prayer life was very consistent and deep and robust and um you know, obviously I wouldn't say it was perfect, but it was much more where I would like it to be. <laughs> and then I've been in seasons of life where it was really just 90% of it was just on the fly. When I think of something like nothing consistent, not really feeling all that deep. And it's been everywhere in between. And what I have personally found is that the seasons of life most recent in motherhood and having little kids at home have been a real challenge for having consistent prayer, deep prayer, feeling like I really am going deep and sitting with the Lord, resting with the Lord, wrestling through things with the Lord. Um, a lot of times it just doesn't feel like there's time for that. And I know that's not true or accurate because we all make time for what we actually prioritize. Um, but it is definitely a unique challenge to try to deepen my prayer life in this busy season of motherhood compared with earlier seasons of life. You know, like when I thought I was busy, but looking back now, you'd say, oh yeah, I don't know if I was really as busy as I thought. Um, so because this is an area I am thinking about a lot right now and trying to be very intentional with, um, I knew that this might be a helpful conversation for you as well. Because a lot of times, you know, we, like I said, we get too busy or we just kind of write off the power of prayer. And I think if we really have a good understanding of how powerful it is, not just like as a feel good thing that we can do, almost like part of our self-care, I feel better if I pray, so therefore I should pray. That is not what prayer is all about. We want to go deeper than that because the Lord goes deeper than that. And so there are two things that I want to highlight today, and we're going to go a little bit deep into particularly the second point about the power of prayer, why it really matters, even when we're busy. Um, and the, But the first point that I want to make, we're not going to go as deep here. We're simply going to look at a few scriptures. The first reason why prayer matters and why it is powerful in our busy lives is because as Christians, we are commanded to pray. 
We are specifically commanded to devote ourselves to pray, to pray continually without ceasing. Every time the Bible talks about prayer, it talks about consistency and intentionality and depth. And two particular scripture passages that I would challenge, I would challenge you to memorize these and go deep in these. I am trying to memorize these and, and go deep in these this year. Um, I would point you particularly to Colossians chapter four and verse two, which tells us, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And then first Thessalonians chapter five, verses 16 to 18, tell us rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I know there are other passages that are very similar to these, but if we just pause and take a look at what the Lord is telling us here, we see that it is absolutely inexcusable to skip over our prayer time just because we're busy or to skim over it. You know, we toss up this little prayer here and there. We pray before our meals. Maybe if the pastor leads us in a prayer at church, but generally day to day, we're not really spending any time here. At the end of the day, that is sin because the Lord is very clear that we should be devoting ourselves to prayer, praying continually. And um, as we are about to talk about in reason number two, that we're going to go a little deeper in as far as why prayer matters and is so powerful. Before we even look at that, we have the simple reality that prayer is commanded by God. And he only commands things that are for our good. And in these particular verses, we see a few points about how we pray. Um, We devote ourselves to it. We should be watchful, thankful, rejoicing, giving thanks in all circumstances. Like this is not a prayer life that is simply a laundry list of stuff that we want or that we need. Um, And it's not just a list of things we need to confess, although that should be part of it. Um, We need to have the full spectrum of prayer present in our lives, being intentional with it. Um, I really like this phrasing to be watchful and thankful, because the more that I am watchful, the more that I am trying to notice what is God doing? How do I see him showing up in the little moments of my day, the throwaway moments of my day, or the stressful moments of my day, everywhere from morning until evening, if I'm actually watching, paying attention, looking for him, I notice him because he's here. He is, he's with me. He's with my kids. He's guiding me. And it's easy to skip over that if I'm, if I'm not really paying attention. And so there's a lot we can see, even in these short little verses from Colossians and 1 Thessalonians, about how we pray. But at the end of the day, (laughs) there's a lot of ways we can do it. And I'll mention a few episodes at the end today that you might want to circle back to if you're wondering more about the how of prayer. Um, But we have to remind ourselves first and foremost that we are commanded to pray, to pray intentionally and to pray continually. And the second reason that I want us to consider as we think about the incredible power of becoming a woman of prayer is simply the reality of personal experience that prayer matters. I have seen that in my life 
I am confident if you have been a woman of prayer, even if it's just been little moments or just seasons of life, or you even just know women who you would say, yes, she is a woman of prayer, then you have experienced the power. You have seen that prayer makes a difference. And I want to talk through um, five particular ways that we see in scripture and we can experience in our own life um, why it is that prayer matters, how powerful it really is, especially, like I said, when we are feeling really, really busy. So first of all, <laughs> we, we can experience the power of prayer. We know that it matters because prayer is communication with God and he is in control of everything. So no matter what we are planning, no matter what is on our to-do list or our schedule, no matter how busy I feel or stretched thin I feel, or no matter how at peace and productive I might be feeling, I might be having one of those days or weeks or months where, you know, you're just like, man, things are lining up. Things are feeling good. I am on track. Whether things are feeling out of my control or totally in my control, the reality is prayer connects me with the God who is actually in control. He is the one that establishes our plans, no matter how much work or effort we're putting into it. And we can be encouraged by this from Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. And the more that we are praying, that we are putting everything continually and intentionally before the Lord, the more likely it is that those plans in our heart and on our calendar are going to line up with the Lord's purposes. Because we won't be putting those things on our list in a vacuum. We will be seeking his will, seeking his pleasure, seeking his presence, seeking his, his power. And so that would be the first thing I would highlight when we consider the reality that prayer actually does matter and it actually does change things, is that it matters and it changes things because of the one whom we are praying to. It's communication with God and he is in control and his purposes are going to prevail. So my gosh, how much smoother is my day when I let the Lord actually give me wisdom and insight into what I should be doing and prioritizing today. But the second piece I want to highlight here about the reality that prayer matters is because of how often in the New Testament we see Jesus praying. Jesus did not waste a single moment of his life. Now we shouldn't either. Um, but you know, he, he had a bit of an advantage when it came to successfully doing what the Lord wanted him to do. And a big part of Jesus's life was prayer. We see it in the gospels. So often he would go up on the mountainside to pray. Sometimes he took people with him. Sometimes he went alone. Um, even in the moment when you read a healing or a miracle that happened, many times Jesus was specifically praising God in that moment or saying, you know, saying something in prayer to God. He often said it out loud. That's how people knew that it was happening. But he would talk to God as he was doing the miracle or doing the healing um, and he would escape by himself. People would be looking for him saying, what the heck is going on? Where is he? Well, he was praying. He was getting alone with the Father. And we see this even beyond the Gospels in the letters of the New Testament. We see Paul and others um, 
multiple times in multiple letters, they are saying that they never stopped praying for the people that they were teaching and discipling and loving. One of my favorite examples of that is from Ephesians chapter 1. I'm not going to read all these verses. It's probably around verses 15 to 22. Um, But it mentions in here, (laughs) verse 16, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And it goes on then about how exactly he's praying for them. And he's praying as verse 19 and 20 tells us, he's praying that they will know the great power, the mighty strength of God in their own lives. And I think that is so, so powerful. I'm just going to keep repeating the word, I guess. (laughs) When we think about the reality that Even in our own personal experience, prayer makes a difference and prayer matters. We not only see that precedent from Jesus and Paul and so many other people in the Bible, um, Old Testament and New Testament, but we also see that recognition that why it matters is because it invokes the power of God. It doesn't control God or like convince God to do something, but it links us a little more specifically with the incomparably great power that is the same as the mighty strength God exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. If you want to get some stuff done for your family, you probably would benefit from tapping into the same power that raised Christ from the dead. And Ephesians tells us that's exactly what we are tapping into, um, linking into, leaning into, whatever language you want to use there, that's exactly what we are seeking and pressing toward when we are praying. Because we have God's Spirit in us. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is right with you today, right now, while you're listening, while you're folding the laundry, while you're checking the budget, while you're driving to work, while you're sitting in the car line, while you're changing diapers, That same power that raised Christ from the dead is in you. Of course, Jesus was sneaking away to pray, was talking to God all the time. Of course, Paul and the other apostles never stopped praying for the people that they were teaching and discipling and loving because they knew that power is present and it will change things. I want that power in my life. And I want that power for the people that I teach and disciple and love for my husband and my kids. I don't want to ever stop praying for them. And so as we consider the reality that prayer actually does matter and actually does change things, we can see that very specifically in these different examples in the New Testament about the power that is in us and that we are leaning into when we pray. But there's a third reason here I want to highlight as far as our personal experience that prayer matters is that it changes me and it changes you. You can read a lot out there about the reality that prayer does not change God. God does not change. Um, He responds to our prayers and we will talk about that in a few minutes. Um, But first and foremost, prayer changes us. It makes us more humble It makes us more thankful. It keeps us focused on God and other people. And it doesn't let us get away with complacency and thinking that we've got everything together, which, you know, when things are going well, it's so easy to start to think, okay, I got this. It's under control. And prayer 
reminds us we don't actually have it all together. There's a lot of scripture that points to this, to how um, we need our heart to be right before the Lord if we are going to live rightly. There's a ton of Proverbs about it. Um, But I would point you specifically to Jeremiah chapter 17, where we read that the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? And we see something similar in Psalm 139 with the prayer, search me, God, and know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts. Because our heart is deceitful, because we can have anxious thoughts and and all sorts of things going on inside us that we don't even always realize are happening until the Lord points it out to us, we have to stay connected to the Lord in prayer. It will change us. It will change us more and more and more into the image of Christ. And then a fourth point that we need to consider when we are thinking about the reality that prayer matters, prayer has an impact, is that prayer is a big part, really one of the key central parts of how we abide in Christ and produce fruit in our lives. And I am particularly looking here at John chapter 15. And again, there's quite a few, there's quite a bit here in John chapter 15. I'm not going to read all of it, Um, but it's talking with Jesus, talking to his disciples, identifying himself as the true vine and us as the branches. And so as we remain in him, as we remain attached to the true vine, that is how we bear fruit. It specifically says that in verse four, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And it goes on from there. Um, But as, as he's talking here about remaining in him, abiding in him, staying connected with him, staying connected with the vine, that only happens as we read his word in the Bible and we talk to him in prayer. And I know that when we think about Christian family life and all the things that we want in our marriage and as a parent and and just family life in general, we want to see good fruit. We want to see so many wonderful things come from our time and our dedication and and our, our love in these relationships. And I talked about that some at the very beginning of this episode. We want the peace and we want joy and we want purpose and we want a happy marriage and we want happy kids and we want kids who know and follow Jesus, all of the good fruit that we are looking for, that we're filling up our time trying to make it happen, that only happens through the power of God as we abide in Christ. And then let's close out with our final reality of why it is that I would say prayer matters why prayer is powerful, how we see change happen from prayer. And that is the point that our prayers have an impact on what God does. And you can do a lot of reading and studying about this because um, theology is very clear. If you read through the Bible, the Old and the New Testament, it is very clear that God is in control of everything and God knows everything. Like absolutely nothing is a surprise to him. We have plenty of verses like Ephesians 2.10, which talks about us 
you know, achieving these good purposes and good plans, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So even the things that we have responsibility for and where we are taking action, God has prepared that in advance. He is orchestrating every step, his plans, his purposes. We've already quoted several Proverbs speaking to the reality that his plans and his purposes prevail. And yet, there are many examples in scripture where a person prays and it impacts what God does. I'll just point to a few from the Old Testament. I think these are the more famous ones. In Exodus 32, while Moses is on Mount Sinai and he's receiving the Ten Commandments, down at the base of the mountain, what are the people doing? They're rebelling. They're creating idols. They're throwing in gold and somehow magically out comes a golden calf, which that's what they say. We all know that's not what happened. (laughs) They're rebelling and God wants to destroy them and to make Moses himself into a great nation. But Moses prays and God relents. He decides not to destroy them. And in Numbers 14, we see a similar experience where the Israelites are grumbling to the point where God says he will destroy them with a plague. And Moses prays that God will forgive them. And he does. But it's not just Moses. <laughs> we see this also in uh, Daniel, the prophet Daniel. In chapter 10, he has a prophetic vision and it distresses him. He does not like what he sees and he's praying about it. And God sends an angel to come to him, to encourage him and teach him. Clearly, prayer impacts what God does, how God acts. But it doesn't change God. (laughs) I'm not going to go deep on this specific concept here. Um, There's, again, you know, there's plenty out there that you could read about it. I know, like, John Piper on Desiring God and, and several other high quality theological resources have spoken on the reality that God is not actually changing his mind. Um, He knows that Moses is going to pray. He knows that Daniel is going to pray. He knows that we are going to pray. And he weaves that in to his ultimate plan. And how often do we say this? You know, we want to do blah, blah, blah. We don't We don't maybe genuinely plan to follow through on that, Um, but (laughs) when our kids do something different or say the right thing or apologize or, you know, or whatever it is, they, they reconcile with their sibling, they make restitution and give back the toy or whatever it is, and we, we change what it is that we're going to do. And obviously, that's a very loose metaphor because God is perfect and we are not. Um, But I think we have all had that a similar experience to that as parents. I know that I have had that happen. Not that I'm making an idle threat that I would not follow through on. But there are times where I will say, you know, okay, well, I guess I'm going to come over and take take away the toy. This happened today. (laughs) I'm going to take away the little ukulele that you guys love to fight over because you're not playing well together. You're just fighting over it. So the toy needs to go into timeout so that you guys have time to calm down. And I was very confident of how they would respond. I was very confident of which child is going to walk away because really she was just trying to poke her brother's buttons and she didn't want to get in trouble. And that's how it played out. And so I did not have to go over and follow through because they responded in a particular way. Now, again, I don't think that God 
you know, that's not a perfect analogy with how God is interacting with us because it's not like I'm going to follow through unless you pray and then, okay, you prayed, so I guess I won't follow through. There's something deeper in how he's responding to us. Um, But at the end of it all, it is very clear in scripture that God wants us to pray. He expects us to pray and his plans and his purposes respond to our prayers. They are impacted by our um, dutifulness, our our successful obedience in praying. And it's true even in the New Testament, um, particularly if you look at Jesus's healings, I'm always encouraged, I think, by how often they are directly linked with the person's faith or belief. I mean, in a way, this is prayer that people are saying, Lord, heal me. And he says, well, you have faith and you are healed. They're talking to God. I mean, prayer, that's what prayer is. It's talking to God. Jesus is God. These people were having a face-to-face with the Lord. That doesn't mean they all necessarily understood that he was the Messiah and, you know, the fullness of the gospel, but they did understand you are someone who can change things for me. And so I'm going to ask you to do that. And that's what we want to do today. We know that we love and follow a God who can change things. And he might sometimes say no. He might sometimes say, I'm, I'm not going to answer that prayer in the way that you were hoping and longing for. And sometimes he says, wait, I'm, I'm not going to answer it in the timeline that you were hoping and wishing for. But no matter what happens with the actual outcome of our prayer, things happen as a result of it. (laughs) Things happen that we long for and need. And even if it's not exactly what we thought that we wanted, God's plans are always good. He is working everything out for the good of those who love him. And we want to be a part of that. We want to come alongside him in that journey as moms, as wives, as women, as as daughters of the king. And so if you focus on nothing else in 2023, I hope that you will focus on deepening your prayer life with the Lord. So let me recap some of these points here. Um, And you can, of course, find them written out on the website Uh, loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 112 will take you to the blog for today's episode. Um, But we talked about two big reasons why it matters that we are women of prayer. It matters because we're commanded by the Lord to pray. (laughs) We talked about Colossians and 1 Thessalonians. And it also matters because prayer has an impact. Prayer changes things. And we know that because The one who we pray to, God, (laughs) he is in control and he is the one whose plan and purpose will prevail. And we know that it matters because also there's a clear precedent in the New Testament of Jesus and the apostles praying and inviting the power of God to act in our lives. We also know prayer matters because no matter whether God says yes or wait or no, whatever he says, Prayer has the experience of changing us, of building our humility, of shining a spotlight on something we might need to confess or change our opinion on. Prayer searches us and changes us and grows us and gives us wisdom. 
also prayer matters because it is a big part of how we abide in Christ and we experience fruitfulness as a result. And finally, we talked about the reality that our prayers impact what God does. We don't fully understand the back and forth there and how that all plays out. There are so many things about God that we (laughs) do not understand, that we simply cannot wrap our brain around. Not to mention there's probably plenty of things we think we understand. And when we get to heaven and we're face to face with him, it'll be like, oh, oh, I was, yep, yep. I was way short of what was actually happening here. Um, But somehow in God's economy, our prayer has an impact on what he does. And so with all of that, we're not going to go into a lot of detail right now about how to pray. Um, I will point you to a few earlier episodes that speak to that a little more directly. But I will again remind you that we have some resources on the website, the Holy Habits 45-Day Bible and Prayer Challenge. Um, We have a few different devotionals that might be helpful for you. We have a printable daily prayer journal, um, short and sweet and cheap on the Etsy shop that you can print out every day to guide you in how you're praying. Um, But just really everything going on in your life, the way that I like to pray is to lay it before the Lord. Read the Bible, pray over whatever it is I just read, confess and praise him and say thank you and ask him for the things that I need and that the people I love need. And the, the more that's going on, the more there is to pray about. The busier I am, the more there is to pray about. So a few earlier episodes that might be helpful for you here. I will have links to all of these on the website. Um, Episode 72, as well as the Friday Faith follow-up that week, we talked about a busy mom's guide to understanding the Bible, applying it to real life, and shaping your family's spiritual growth. Um, And then the Friday Faith follow-up that week was how to use the P-R-A-Y method to build your confidence in praying and teaching your kids to pray. And then last summer, um, so summer of 2022, we did a um, summertime in the Psalms series and we dove into four specific Psalms and then used the Friday Faith follow-up to simply pray through those Psalms. Um, So that started at episode 86 and then it was the few after that. Um, actually, maybe maybe started at 85. It was right around there, 85 or 86, um, 87, you know, right in that range. So those would be some great examples of how to use scripture to pray. I know particularly episode um, 87 was about how do you find spiritual growth and how do you teach your kids to find it too? That was Psalm 19. And then in 87 and a half, the Friday Faith follow-up, we prayed through Psalm 19 Um, So all of those episodes might be really helpful if you're looking for kind of a deeper dive on actually, how do I read the Bible? How do I pray? How do I do these things? Um, If you'd rather listen, then maybe use one of those resources that I mentioned. Uh, Lots of good stuff there, my friends. But that is all I have for you today. We will be back on Friday with a Friday Faith follow-up and continue diving into the topic of prayer. Um, But until then, My friend, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.